so so I'm listening to Mark and Eddie Gill and I have a good time and but it, like it's real choppy and it's coming in sort of you know popping in and out and um, and Pat they go to Pat Boylan for an update around the league and he goes um, Boston beat Memphis by 30 points uh, but that's because they only had two of their 15 and then it went blank. And I was like, what does that mean? Did they only have two players on the court? Did they have two of their 15 regular guys? Like, what does that even mean? And it just, it never came back on. So I have no idea what happened. It didn't like delay. It basically just, uh, basically the Pacers had the game in hand at that point. But it ended on Memphis only had two of their 15. I don't know. What does that mean? Two of their 15. Cheerleaders. uh, Coaches, you know, toes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> fifteen is not the right number of toes, but two is also not. So exactly, and like two of their fifteen players wouldn't make sense. You would have to forfeit. So I don't know what the sentence he was going to end with. But yeah, uh, yeah. Got real I, su- I suspect it was two of their top fifteen scores. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Two of their fifteen normal basketball players, and they just brought in like. People G League. Off, uh, exactly. Or they just the had guys out of the audience. <laughs> Things aren't going well in Memphis is all I'm no. saying. There's only two of 15-something. <laughs> yeah. They brought two of their 15 guns. It's, you're not going to win like that. <laughs> yeah. Two of 15 cheeseburgers would be bad as well, you know? I'm just trying to think of two of 15 anything is probably bad. Yeah. Two of 15 cancers is good. That is true. <laughs> well, I mean, it's less bad than the 15. <laughs> so so I was trying to figure out who to send this to, and I decided it was too dark. So I'll just share it with you. I've been watching a lot of House recently, so you got the right audience, my friend. <laughs> so I woke up this morning, and I had a toothache. And I was like, how weird is it that I hope it's mouth cancer? Because my health insurance doesn't cover dental. <laughs> oh, Christ. That is dark. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the American healthcare system. <laughs> oh, boy. It, it doesn't hurt as much now. I think we're fine. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacer fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables. I apologize. Sorry, I'll start over. Why do you apologize? (laughs) Are you sad for the people that are listening? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, might as well get it. It's like my disclaimer. Sure.
Welcome, Pacer fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is February 4th, 2024, and this is episode 684. I'm your wayward host, the enforcer, John Harper. And this show, we have five games for the bartender to tell you about. (laughs) Why do I always make you host? There's no reason for it. Because I don't know anything about basketball. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) And from Asheville, North Carolina, here he is, our bartender, mixing up the drinks and... Very little else. Jonathan Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, John Harper? I've missed you. So glad you're back. Um, I've got a real quick bartender story for you. This uh, this, this this lady comes in and, and she... Uh, so a girl goes into a bar. Yeah, she asks for a drink. And, and, and then, of course, she explains to me that she's a bartender, which is a lie. I mean, she might have bartended in in, in in college or something, but she's acting like she doesn't know what's going on. Pulled beers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pulled tabs. And, and she says, you know, she's like, I'm really, really nervous about, you know, what you're making. Like, I'm, what if I don't like it? And I said, I said you're going to drink it because you used to be a bartender. <laughs> That's what I said. Right? It wasn't very nice to her. Um, but anyway, she loved the drink. It was fine. But and the attitude. If yeah, if you were a bartender for like three months in college, don't come and act like you know what's going on. Sorry, and then and then just act completely like you've never been in a bar before, which is essentially yeah. Fear that's the weird part of it. It's like (laughs) I've never been nervous about having a drink before. She was very nervous about it. What if I don't like it? I don't know. Life's life's hard. Life is hard, man. (laughs) Well, luckily. Being a Pacer fan is excellent all of the time. It was not a great week for us, however. It's not a great week. We were on a good run when I stopped being a part of this show. (laughs) And so my fear is that I have destroyed this team. Okay. So the first game of the week was uh, at home against Memphis on the 28th. Pacers win this one. Against a everyone less Memphis team, one sixteen one ten. I think they had two of fifteen guys. I two of fifteen somethings. Somethings. I don't know. <laughs> there was a Roddy. There was a Jackson. And for some reason, sev- there was a Conchar. Several juniors. Is all a lot I of know. juniors. A lot, a, lot, of a lot of daddies on that team. <laughs> Uh, high score for the pace, Ben Matherin, posting 24 and 7. Bunch of guys in double figures, counting six total. Uh, Siakam and Jalen both had 19. Neesmith and Nemhard both had 16. And Isaiah cracked double digits as well. Good effort across the board. At home, crappy team. We've been playing really well at home. Not a huge surprise here. No, I agree. Um, but, you know, we were th- without Miles um, uh, Turner, which is one of the few games we've we've played without him this season. Uh, also without uh, our all-star in uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, next man up. But Ben Matherin's the story here. I mean, he just was dominant. He looked great. He um, is 9 of 14 from the floor, 3 of 5 from the range. 
hits all his free throws, gets you seven rebounds. Just going into the paint um, and finding that tricky way to, to lay it up. He also is he's figuring out this this baseline jump fake and then then lean back move, and it feels very like late Jordan post up sort of thing. Like it's just really impressive, and it's like impossible to guard yeah and i'm just very impressed with the development of this young kid and he's got so much confidence um you know we i think early on we were discussing about how much the coaching staff was asking of him um to be more of a facilitator and be a better defender and you know it was kind of a lot on this kid he's back on the bench at least in this game he'll go back in the starting lineup later this week but you know and just, just asked to be the the scorer and he does that very very well um and he's just a you know he's a bull in a china shop sometimes just he's so big and he's so physical yes he, he had he had some good playmaking plays the, the kid is definitely coming along well you'd love to see the three-point shooting man if if the way that that kid plays in the paint if he can be hitting that three ball he is very very dangerous Worth noting in this game, we were about even on the rebounding. Managed to stick right with them. Close in the first half, really pulled away in the third quarter with a 41-29 uh, split. And uh, it pretty pretty well put it away there. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This is a nobody team at this point. I mean, the the um, Memphis has been decimated by injuries. Um, they also, uh, was it a game after this that they traded away Stephen Adams? Um, but like a lot of things are going on with that franchise. Um, they're yeah, trying they're to, mess. yeah, they're a mess and they're trying to bottom out and get a lottery pick. Um, so this is a game we should win, but, um, you know, good contribution from across the board. Pascal Siakam continues to impress great shooting, great rebounding, uh, plays defense. Um, he's clearly the best player on the team when you don't have Halliburton out there. Um, he just looks like the adult in the room, so. Um, he continues to do that. Following the win at home, we found Boston on the road. And Jason Tatum found 30 points. Yeah, he did. To lead his squad, all five of their starters and double figures. Nobody less than 17. Deep bench that team. So deep. <laughs> sure, they've got no thoughts about what to do at the trade deadline. Jalen Brown has 25, Derek White has 24, Drew Holiday has 17, Porzingis has 17 and 12. This team sucks, but they win 129-124 at the Garden. First of all, I, I, uh, I have a, a new lady friend who I um, who doesn't really watch basketball, but I've convinced her. Don't tell Erica. To... <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, I convinced her to go out and watch this game because it was outside of the um, tourney. This is going to be the only nationally televised game for the Pacers all season long. And I was like, we're going to go out and watch this. Uh, She got all dressed up in a Pacers shirt. We went out and I sat down and I said, the Celtics are the best team in the league right now. And it's because their top five guys are all really good at offense. And they're all really good at defense. And she was like, and poor Zingas. She was like, interesting. Can you explain to me how being good at both sides of the ball makes you good at basketball? I'm definitely mansplaining basketball. (laughs) 
Um, but we then uh, continued to get, or at that point, get our butts kicked by the Celtics. And, you know, we're in their house, and they're the best team in the league, and it all makes sense. And uh, then the Pacers started making a comeback, and we made this a very close and exciting game. Strong third quarter. Oh, my goodness. And 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 a lot of it, I would... Uh, I'm, I, I feel like Nimhard was a huge part of that, just controlling the flow of the game. The Pacers, for their part, I mean, this is a five-point game at the end of the day. They did make <laughs> a run. We got six guys in double figures. We threw up a lot of a lot of guys had good salads. A lot of guys played really good basketball. Tyrese Halliburton was 13-3-10, but on 5-16 shooting because he's facing... A really difficult defensive team. I mean, there is nobody in the league who matches up against us better than the Boston Celtics, I would think. Uh, Between being able to throw... I mean, forget Jason Tatum. You got Jalen Brown and Derek White and Drew Holiday can legitimately guard our guy. This 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 team really can do a job on our best player. And they've got so much versatility. Uh, they've got two of the best defensive guards in the backcourt. They've got two of the best defensive forwards. And Porzingis is, uh, you know, a defender at the rim. He can block shots. And um, I thought that Neesmith really came in there and went, you know, this is the team that, that traded me away and they didn't believe in me and I'm going to go hard. He goes hard every night, but he played really well against this team. Really good he, game. 26, 12, and 7. Which is insane. Which is, I mean, for, for him, a role yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a role player. Um, it's fantastic. You know, but he's also played against these guys and knows some of their stuff. I don't know. Um, I thought we played, we played them tough uh, in their house. And we were a couple of missed shots and a couple of... Um, uh, we we were blocked a couple times down the stretch by uh, by Jason Tatum uh, in the final minute and a half. But um, you know, great players make great plays, and um, yeah, I, I I wasn't upset by the effort because we crawled ourselves back into this one. It's not a game we should have won um, if you look at the you know the, the situation. You know, Halliburton's still on a uh, minutes restriction. Uh, he only plays 22 minutes, I think, all week or under, you know, because sure. he's coming off his injury. So, um, yeah. But I we did put ourselves in a position to win this game, and we failed we to did. do so. We scored 21 points in the final frame. Yeah. And it really was the Boston defense yeah, that, that, that put good. this thing away. They're yeah. very good. I they're, they're winning a title if they stay healthy. I I've said that for a long time, and I still believe that. Well, with only five guys on your team, it's hard to stay healthy. That's <laughs> true. That is true. <laughs> they have a bunch of white guys I've never heard of that come off the bench. And I'm like, yeah, play them more. <laughs> uh, you got a McCulloch. You got a Cornet and a Gabriel. You've got a Davison and a Walsh down there. <laughs> I, got, I got a Pritchard and a Hauser and a, yeah. You got a Peterson and a Benton. <laughs> yeah, who are these people? That's what I'm telling you. O'Shea Brissett gets minutes before any of these folks. As well he should. As well he should. On a championship team? I'm always rooting for O'Shea. I am rooting for O'Shea as well. But is he your eighth guy on a championship team? 
he's your tenth guy on a team because they only play eight guys in the playoffs. <laughs> I I think O'Shea can give. I think the sauce can give you a solid six minutes in a game three of the playoffs. Thursday, February first. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We, I got nothing else. We go to New York, Madison Square Garden. Unfortunately, we come up just a little bit shy here, 105-109 against a really tough New York Knicks team right Red now. Red hot. Man, this team is playing so good. Put ourselves in a position to win this game. We're up, I think, most six points going. Yeah, most of the game. I think six going into the fourth. Worth noting here that they're also without their pickup OG Ananobi. They're without Fournier. They're without Julius Randle. Julius Randle, yeah. So other than that, they were a complete team. Uh, so, so three of their top six guys are out. Shh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but they didn't need that because they got 40 out of Jalen Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> who we could not put a lid on. He did well, whatever he wanted in the second half. Well, yeah, particularly down the stretch. I mean, he he won this game for them. I mean, he just yeah, big shot after big shot after big shot, and and late in the game, um, we have uh, all season long given people like their season slash career high. Uh, that's what we do. We have a terrible defense, and we just let guys do whatever they want. Our we only gave up one oh nine. No, our defense has gotten a little bit better, but I'm not sure that our ability to shut people individuals down who are real hot has gotten better um, look if we can't beat 109 we're gonna lose a lot of games well I, mean, I think there is a conversation to be had here that our focus on defense has has slowed down our offense or you could make the argument that um Halliburton not playing 35 minutes a game has slowed down our offense <laughs> if you could get the the focus on defense that we've had as long uh, along with the addition of Siakam, um, our rebounding has gotten way better since he he came on board. Apparently, and I not in this game. Well, no, we get um, our rebound at sixty forty four, which will be a theme in these losses. Yeah, in our losses, in our wins, we're destroying people. At home, we can rebound. On the road, <laughs> we can't. Go figure. Apparently, uh, Siakam is you know he's a quality rebounder uh but he's also apparently just getting in people's in in people's grills and be like you gotta try harder on uh on rebounds like stop just running away from the basketball and we've gotten a little bit better i've noticed a difference yeah he he talked to his coach and his coach said go do this and he went out did that yeah and you know there's some benefit to like having halliburton out for a lot of his opening stretch here right because he can kind of go make this team his for a little while yeah. And you kind of slowly reintegrate Halliburton. Like, there's something to that. Like, I really like, like, obviously, it's not perfect. Like, we're seeing some losses here. But after a really good rip of wins, yeah. right? And Siakam and this team seem to play well. I think I'd argue that it's not just Halliburton playing less minutes. It's also Halliburton playing less minutes. And what I mean is, not only is it that TJ is on the floor, but also, when Halliburton's out there, he's not 100% healthy yet. Like, we're not quite at Halliburton pace, even when he right. is out there. That's so definitely true. both of those things have kind of affected our pace. We look the most natural with, like, no McConnell and Siakam, right? right, like, right, right that's right. where we're running indie pace right now. 
obviously we're going to get back there. We have no, you know, we're not going to go back to a slow paced team, right? It's, it's good to learn the half court stuff, integrate that into the toolbox, but we want to run these teams off the court, yep. right? But yep. we just, that's what we, we were designed we, to do. And, and yep. you need to be able to play both ways in the playoffs to win big games. So uh, this is, it's, it's fine to lose a few games in the middle of January or early February to, you know, increase these skill sets. Not a huge deal. Well, yeah. And you're right. You're integrating a new player and your uh, main guy, you know, your, your uh, face, your franchise is, even if he's not completely gone, he's not himself right now as we try to manage his minutes and integrate him back in. This is also a tough stretch of basketball. I mean, like I said, the, you know, we play Boston at their house and they're fantastic. The Knicks well, yeah, are but, the but we just got done whooping Philly and Phoenix. Yeah, so that's it's true. Like, we did. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. tough to take a loss against. I mean, okay, Boston, but like even New York, right? Like this team is playing so well. Well, the the next loss is harder for me than this one because because on some level, um, it really was a you know Brunson takes over in the fourth quarter and and our half half court offense. Well, no, our our high speed. Our high octane scoring just went away, and they just scored at will. This is one of the best defensive teams in the league right now. The New York Knicks do not sleep on these guys. They are going to be a problem for us down the stretch. They are now the third uh, in the third seed in the East. I mean, they they are moving on up uh, the rankings right now. On our backs, and the mm-hmm. next game that Mister Colson you referred to was the second out of a back to back. We are at home against the Sacramento Kings and lose this one 133 to 122. Why was this tougher for you? I don't know. This one bummed me out. Like we just went to Sacramento, beat them. Spanked um, them. Yeah. Beat them pretty handily. I just was, I just was prepared to beat them up again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's hard to beat a team twice, man. It is. It is. And, you know, we had contributions from lots of guys. Um, but, Sabonis just, um, you know, got we got him in foul trouble. He punched uh, what you, he uh, punched Siakam in the nose, and I was like, and he got his second foul, and I was like, oh, here we go. Siakam's he gonna punch wake him up. In the nose. Well, no, he swung an elbow. He Whatever. caught him. He caught him. He caught him. Caught him. With it. He, he got a busted lip out of it. Maybe not the nose. And I was like, oh, Siakam's gonna wake up. Sabonis is gonna be on the on the sideline, and we're gonna run away with this game. And we just couldn't. Sabonis, a huge handful, ends up 26, 11, and 7, as he does, 8 and 9 from the line. Darren Fox chips in 25. Harrison Barnes did great with 22. And Malik Monk, 23. That's the guy that we needed to stop and couldn't. Oh, well, no. I, I thought Fox and Monk both were unguardable in this game. Like, yeah. they just, just Malik yeah. Monk can't be unguardable to you. Like, Darren Fox is the fastest guy in the league. Like, I get it when he's, like, unguardable. Malik Monk can't be unguardable. You have to find a way to guard Malik Monk. We could not stop. Every time that they went down the court, I was like, oh, well, I guess they're scoring. Yeah, exactly. There's two. Try and not give them three. (laughs) Don't fail them, right? Yeah. No, they would just, they would get two feet in the paint, and we just didn't have a solution. And they didn't even pass it out. They would just, like, stop on a dime and hit a pull-up two, or they'd, you know, get to the rack and they shot the three. Well too. I mean, I, yeah, this is tough. You got to be able to get stops and we could not stop them. 
Um, it's true. We were without Jalen Smith. We were without Miles Turner. Probably not a <laughs> super helpful thing to not have more bodies to patrol the paint. Isaiah Jackson did post 10, 8, and 2 for us, but no blocks. I mean, literally, we had one block of our, out of our starting lineup, and that was Neesmith. And when you're playing the Kings, you're going to have to do better than that. Well, uh, they have size and they have shooting and... Yeah, we, well, and they also have all star snubs, and oh, you know, yeah, it's true. They may have been a little extra motivated being in Indianapolis, seeing the all star snubs facing them down. Neither Fox nor Sabonis make the game, uh, but they they make their statement. They get it up. Which, uh, if you listen to our last show, uh, Jason and I agreed that uh, Sabonis should have been on the team. So they uh, deserve we, somebody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, you know, Darren Fox is a good has a good rep has a good resume there as well, but it's, I don't know. It's hard to say who comes off. But McConnell looked really good in this game uh, in the first quarter. He really had command of the of the team. I think we were up like thirty nine thirty eight at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> like we were just really, really just moving the ball, and I thought he wore out. He had uh, he had missed the previous two games. One with. Uh, family sickness so he was having to take care of his sick family and then he got whatever the sickness was and so he'd missed two games in a row and you're not sure what you're going to get from him he came out and was brilliant in that first quarter um and then wore down i thought yeah halliburton comes off the bench in this yeah game. limited minutes limited minutes yeah. uh yeah. he played 21 i think in this one uh our, our, our best i mean mathern was our best player with 31 5 and 4 10 of 14 gets the line 10 times Right. That's nine of them. This is, these are good matchups for him. This is not a physical team. They don't have a really solid shot blocker. This is a good matchup right, for Matt. Right, They've got Yeah, Sabonis is physical, but he's not a shot blocker. And their perimeter players are... Not physical. You know, right. Harrison Barnes. Like, that's their perimeter player. Right. Um, and again, doing just great stuff. Again, this is another game where he's, he's splitting defenses. He's getting to the rim. He's also doing great stuff on the baseline. I, I've just been really impressed with, uh, with the work he's, he's put into his already uh, excellent offensive game. It's getting better. Yeah, the other guy here, Siakam, just again. I mean, he's immediately a guy that is just, you know, because he's doing it this way every night, easy to overlook. But he goes 10 of 15 from the field for 22 and 6. Um, I mean, just a really good game for Siakam. We needed a bucket. He had a bucket. Like, well, and that's what he's, he's you know, you're watching him. And he's, he goes down and he's like, all right, just give it to me at the top of the key and I'll figure something out. You know, I'll either pass it or I'll probably get to the rim for a layup. You know, like he's just so long and he's so savvy. And he's also got that pull up. Once he gets two feet in the paint, he can just lean back and, and hit that jumper. Yeah, he's just a deadly mid-range guy. He's way better than I thought he was. Like I knew he was an all-star. I knew he was good. But watching him night in and night out, I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, like, we the shots really that have go something in. here. Yeah. The shots that go in, they go in. It's incredible. I, this is it's really exciting to to have you know to envision a world where Halliburton and he are playing at 100 percent together on the same floor. That's pretty exciting. Final game of the week, uh, one which neither of us have watched because it happened today, Sunday the fourth. I listened to a little bit of it on the radio. <laughs> uh, well, we played the G League Charlotte Hornets at the Robot House, and. <laughs> Spanked them 115 99. 
Turns out this Siakam is once again really good. Flirting with triple-dub, 25-8-9 on the board. Neesmith posts 22. And they have... They got Brandon Miller, I guess. He scored 35 points. We love letting guys score a lot of points, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, is, is that his career high? That's got to be. I don't know for sure. I don't have that in front of me, but that, how is that not his career high? He's I don't real- know. I mean, you'd think, well, I, I guess, so they got 22 from P.J. Washington and 19 from Mikael Bridges. Uh, I assume that they're going to spend the rest of their, you know, week just trying to up their trade stock. Uh, this team mm. is in full blow-up mode if they yeah. have any idea what's good for them. You know, if you don't crack 100 in in, in the association, <laughs> you, you're not going to win a game. And uh, yeah, no, we, we took it to them. We were up 26-13 we in the first quarter and, and, and really never looked back on that. Uh, so. 35 points for uh, Brandon Miller is his career high. Yes. There you go. Nice work, buddy. We're happy to give another person their career high. Hey, you know, as long as hey, hey, everyone can have their career high in a loss, you can have all the as career highs you winning. want. Take them else. <laughs> I will trade. Well, uh, so how do you feel? Like it's it's a it's a tough week. Uh, three losses, uh, <clears throat> bookended by two wins. We obviously we're gonna have no matter what because we played bad teams. Um, no, you can lose to bad teams, trust That's me. true. We've done it earlier. I've, season, I've, I've, I've been a part of this podcast and watched us play terrible against terrible teams. That's true. Routinely. I've seen it happen. So the sandwich is not terrible then? I, just three losses in a row sucks. We're only five games above 500 now. We're four and six in our last 10. Yeah. We've got a 72% chance of making the postseason, according to... You know, whatever those projections are. We are currently in the sixth seed um, with uh, a half a game on the Magic and a game and a half on the Heat. Um, Sixers are now in fifth seed. Yeah, we got three and a half games back of them, but with a Joel Embiid knee injury, they in trouble. Yeah, and the Knicks and the Cavs both playing just fantastic basketball fighting for that third seed. Yeah. Nine and one, nine and one in their last 10. Yeah. And, um, you know, eyeing the bucks for that two seed. Um, so yeah. Um, maybe this is, this is tough, baby. It is. I don't know if home court advantage is, uh, I mean, that's, I don't know. Everything's possible because this, the, the last third of our, uh, schedule, is one of the easiest I ever remember. And now every game's hard in the NBA. Um, and you got to play all the games. But um, I feel like we could start racking up some wins after this All-Star break. So, Dude, what um, are you talking about? We're in the six. We're outside of the plan. Which is the goal. Which is, I think, the stated... Nobody stated it. But I think that was the goal for the team. No, the team was... To, they wanted to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, but once course. you make the trade for Siakam, the goal is to stay out of the play-in. But behind us are Orlando, which they're playing good. They might shake it up a little bit at the deadline. They may get better. Orlando may get better. Or Miami is an eight. They are not playing well right now. Not playing well right now. They will definitely be shaking it up. But who knows what they are? They'll 
you know, we, we should be able to keep a lead on them. Chicago and Atlanta are probably just full out blow up teams. Like the teams behind us are not real threats. We got to look up, not back. Right now, if we can stay out of the plan, X, we'd be playing Cleveland today. If I asked you at the beginning of the season, if if you would feel okay about a first round series with Cleveland, even prior to the Siakam pickup, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty sure you'd say, hey, I'll roll the dice on that. For sure, for sure. Just don't give me Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly. Oh, I like playing Milwaukee. We beat the hell out of them. I <laughs> I, I lack your we're, confidence. We're, we're four and one against them this season. I'm happy to play during them the, in the regular season. That is correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, we're well situated here. Yeah, and I and I do think we the 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 schedule gets easier. Um, and we get healthier, and I'm very excited about what the, the direction this is going. I, the more and more I watch these games, the more I am, just my mind is blown that we were able to pick up Siakam for, you know, a guy we picked up on the offseason and a couple draft picks that aren't really gonna be that useful. So, guy's a boss. Guy's a boss. boss. I, and he's I, and he's a, and he's a piece for the future. I mean, I, I just really think if you got, you know. We we were uh, I was thinking about the uh, the upcoming offseason. As long as uh, Siakam gets re-signed, which you know again I don't think we trade for him without at least some sort of under the table handshake about this. You're looking at just Buddy Heald and Obi Toppin as as the guys coming off. I like both of those players, but the core of this team is together for you know another year and 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 uh, I don't know. I just think we're gonna get better and better. This is very exciting. The, well, the, and, the the team's in a very good position, and I and I got to tell you too, like how much how much play has Jarris Walker got? Not enough. I mean, he's a rookie, so whatever. But he's amazing, hundred percent. But if you're not trying to re-sign Obi Toppin, right, right, then I think that we can hold this crew together, right? I I think we've got real opportunities to to really patch this together, and it. Again, I just I really think it speaks to how much people like playing with Halliburton. Siakam hasn't even really gotten a chance. Obviously, he's gotten to know him off the court, but getting to know him on the court is going to be really fun. I mean, yeah. these guys are going to be rim running crazy. It's 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 going to be fantastic, and it's going to they got a little time to get used to each other before the final stretch here. This has been an incredible team to watch all season, and I expect it to only get better. This is going to be really fun. There are uh, still four days before the trade deadline. It is possible that the Pacers will make another move. I don't expect it to be a big move, but um, the fact that Heald and Toppin are uh, unrestricted free agents at the end of the year, maybe we want to turn them into assets. Uh, There is a little bit of a logjam at big man now. Um, because we brought in Siakam, it could be that, you know, a Jalen Smith, uh, or Isaiah Jackson has some, you know, value that we might want to move. And and I do think Jarris Walker is ready to play in the NBA right now, even though he's a rookie. So, so we'll see if something happens. My, uh, instinct is this team, this team has, seems to have a lot of chemistry, Buddy Heald and Toppin are both very useful. Um, why not just keep this thing together and, and, and run it out and see how, how, how deep we can go in the playoffs? 
because Dorian Finney-Smith. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> do you? What do you? I was telling you the the life's about to get easier in the schedule. Can you tell me what that looks like, or am I just, am I just making that up? I mean, I mean, I could. Do I have to? <laughs> I, I can find it probably. No, no. Tuesday, February sixth, we play at home against Houston. On the eighth, against Golden State, that should be a gimme. And then we've got to go back to New York on Saturday the the tenth. That's three okay. games this week. You told me it was getting easier. It doesn't seem like it's getting easier. Okay, after that, in my defense, the following week, Hornets, Raptors, Pistons, Dallas, and then Dallas. But it's at our house. Hornets, <clears throat> Raptors, Pelicans. Yeah, at our house, and then Houston, Spurs, Mass. Like I, I'm not it, like I said. The bat, the, the NBA is hard, but Houston's not playing well right now. No, Golden State isn't playing well right now. Houston maybe Golden State maybe the easiest game of the week. <laughs> and we're only playing three. We've been playing like four games a week for or five games a week for like a month now. So um, this will be, you know, a little bit of rest, and then it's All Star break. Well, little little home cooking at any point is welcome. Thank you for listening. You can find us at Undebeatables on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the Undebeatables. Theundebeatables.com. Review us anywhere. There's a note about saying something about shirts so Colson knows what to do next. <laughs> That's exactly right. Thank you. For the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklinard. Turn out the lies. The party's over. I feel like you were there was a lot of a lot of eye contact right there. <laughs> I didn't mean to make it awkward. I loved it. <laughs> Oh, cheers, buddy. Cheers, man. Good to see you. I miss you guys so much. Yeah. Doing Saturday All-Star, man. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, man. Super jealous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I'll figure I'll hang out Sunday and maybe just go down and be in the area. You know, see if I can touch some celebrities or be a part of the buzz. Just creep to... somebody out. I mean, it <laughs> they don't have to be a celebrity. You can creep anybody out you want. <laughs> For sure, and you know, you know how Joey loves big crowds. It'll be, it'll be great. It's his favorite thing. Just like, yeah, just keep pushing them to larger crowds of people. Yeah, so I'll just drag him down there and keep him down there. It should be fun. Shout out, Joey. Shout out, Joey. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, all machines break over time. That's just that's like that's inevitable. how they design them. It's, no, that's entropy. That's okay. how they designed the universe. <laughs> Fair, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, dear. All right. Well, I got entropy in. Let's do a second sink. <laughs> yeah, you did. We're, we're good. And that's a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's I would definitely put bingo. That. <laughs> that's right.